Hey, greetings and welcome to The Well. I'm your host, Sean Barkley. As always, glad to have you here for 10 or 15 minutes as we look to God's Word and God's Spirit for some inspiration to get us through the day. Today, I want to talk about two blessings or privileges that you and I enjoy as the children of God. And so let's start out by just looking at a basic question. That is, why did God send Jesus? Galatians chapter 4, uh, verses 4 and 5. Here you go. To redeem those under the law. That's one reason, to redeem, and we'll get to that. And the other is that we might receive the full rights as sons. And you might be thinking, well, I'm a female, I'm not a son, but just stick with me because the, the use of the word son is significant there. And so why did God send Jesus these two blessings? The first is to redeem us. Um, to be redeemed is to be bought back. So think of it in these terms. Uh, God created you and me. We were lost, and God has bought us back in Christ and brought us back into the family. So God has redeemed us. That's what the word redeem means. And so your life, if you're thinking, um, I seem lost and hopeless, understand that in Jesus, God has paid the price to bring you back into the family. And then the other thing that he says there in Galatians 5 is to give us the full rights, privileges, benefits as sons. And of course, the use of the word son is key here because it illustrates the truth that in Christ, we are all equal in God's sight. You see, in that culture, only sons inherited property. But you and I are, whether male or female, we are now sons. I mean, think about historically in the Greco-Roman culture, it was a practice if a patriarch, a male, had an estate, he would pass it along to a son. But if he didn't have a son, maybe he only had daughters or his son was deceased, he would actually adopt a male servant and elevate that servant to the status of son. And so think about, all of a sudden you're a servant, you're living with your family, and you've been elevated to the status of son, and now you move into the home, and you have a seat at the table. It is a remarkable fortune. It's a remarkable blessing. And so Paul is saying, we now have this status. And so what are the two blessings? We've been redeemed by God and we are now adopted as sons. Well, there are two blessings in this. The first is that you and I have intimacy with God. I mean, we are blessed with this amazing relationship and closeness. Uh, Galatians 4, chapter 6, Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. And the Spirit calls out, Abba, Father. And then in verse 9, but now that you know God, or rather are known by God, we have this new intimacy with him. Of course, you've probably heard the difference between the word um, Abba and the word that is just for father in the uh, biblical language. Abba means daddy. It describes a closeness. You know, there's a difference between saying, you're my mother and you're my mommy, or you're my father or you're my daddy. What we learn here is Jesus, of course, taught this to Paul, that you and I can approach God um, with intimacy and call God Daddy, which is that very close familial term. And that teaches you and me that we can turn to God in every circumstance, that, that God is not distant, that God is not uncaring. You see, God wants you and me to know that that's the relationship He desires with us. And so we call God Abba Father. But then in verse 9, as I read, he goes even further and says, 
we not only know God, but more importantly, we're known by him. You know, there's a difference between saying, I know this person, and that person saying, I know you. I mean, think of it in these terms. We all have our heroes, right? We have people we look up to, and we know who those people are. Maybe they're a celebrity or a professional athlete or a musician, whatever the case may be. And we say, I know that person. What would it be like for that person to say, I know you? And so I'm living in Cincinnati. Pro baseball season is about to start. And I'm thinking about uh, one of the players for the Cincinnati Reds. His name's Joey Votto, plays first base. He's awesome. He'll go down in history as one of the best first basemen of this generation. He'll be in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. He might even be in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. He's a, an all-star. And so imagine you're sitting in a restaurant and you live in Cincinnati or wherever you live and Joey Votto walks in. And if you're in Cincinnati, everybody's eyes are going to look to him. Everybody's going to know who he is. Everybody knows Joey Votto. Well, imagine if you're sitting there in that restaurant and Joey Votto walks up to your table, calls you by name, asks if he can sit down next to you, says, will you autograph a napkin for me, and says, can I take a selfie with you? Well, you'd feel like on top of the world because you are known by him. What Paul's saying here is that we are known by the creator of the universe. He calls us by name. Um, do you see the power behind that statement? I mean, in Psalm 139, there is this, this beautiful picture of how God knows his people. I mean, God basically talks about how he formed us in our mother's womb. He talks about how he knows what we're going to say before we say it. He makes all these amazing statements about he knows when we're coming in and going out. There is this familiarity. You see, in many world religions, people spend their time trying to get God's attention, uh, please God, find God. Faith in Jesus provides us with a different assurance that God knows us and God understands us. You know, he actually spent a few years as one of us. And so the first blessing is that you and I can turn to God in every season, in every circumstance, and know that he understands us. You know, we say to our friends, hey, I'm going through this, you wouldn't understand. Or we say to someone, this is hard, you wouldn't understand. Our maker absolutely understands. And so that's one of the blessings. The other is found in Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, when essentially it says we are adopted by God and we are now heirs of his. I mean, what does it mean to be an heir of God? You know, it, well, first of all, it means just basically we receive the promised inheritance. And what might that promised inheritance be? What might that blessing or privilege be? Well, let me just back up and say it is God's basic instinct and impulse to bless us. That's what God wants to do. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28, I read it with fresh eyes this week. God created them male and female, and then what did God do? He blessed them. That was God's first move. His first move is to bless you. His first move is an impulse is to bless and make your life better. That's what he wants to do. You know, in, in creation, Genesis doesn't read, you know, he created them male and female and he confused them. He created them male and female and he tormented them or he challenged them or even he comforted them. He blessed them. That's what he wants to do. And so what does it look like to say that I am blessed by God? Well, a general thought, and, and we're, I think down the road we're going to talk about it in this podcast, different blessings that we enjoy, promises in God's Word. 
But the basic idea for this morning is, or for today is, that when God blesses your life, He gives you Himself. We go through every day, every season, knowing God is right here. So as I sit here right now, it is March the 23rd. It is the anniversary of the day my wife and I had our very first date. And it was a beautiful, warm day in Louisville, Kentucky. And so then we got married a couple years later on April the 24th. And I remember one year on our anniversary, I'm a Presbyterian minister at Crestview Presbyterian Church outside of Cincinnati. And April 24th is often a very busy time because of Easter. And I remember one year Easter was kind of late and I just sort of forgot about our anniversary, um, which you should never do, guys. And so that morning, she had this real nice card for me, and we were, and I was like, oh my gosh. And so I was getting dressed for work, had my clothes on, and I just said, well, here's your gift. And I just opened my arms and slowly spun around, like, your gift in life is me. Um, that would not be my suggestion for anyone giving their wife an anniversary gift. Um, but that's what God does for you, and that's what he does for me. God gives us himself. I mean, I love the story in the Old Testament. Remember, Israel, they conquered the land of Canaan. God promised them that land, and the land was going to be divided among many tribes of God's people. Only there was one tribe, the tribe of, of Levi, the Levites. It was the priestly tribe. And the Old Testament says they didn't get any land because they inherited God himself. The Lord, quote unquote, was their inheritance. And I, of course, jokingly sometimes think, I wonder if some of them said, you know, I love you, Lord, but man, there's this great five acre plot down by the river that I'd love to have, but no. They inherited the Lord. And the blessing that you inherit and that I inherit is God's presence. And so it looks like this tangibly in your life. It is the difference between the best that you can do in a certain situation and the best that God can do in that situation. In other words, you know, some of us, we want to live our lives by our own strength and by our own power. And we think, I just want to do my best. And the truth is God wants our best, but he wants to add his power to it. So are you going through something in your life where you say, I need strength? God adds to that strength. That's his blessing. That's his presence. Or saying, I need more wisdom. God wants to bless you and add his wisdom to what he's already given you. Life's tough. Challenges. I need perseverance. God wants to enable you to persevere. God, I need patience. Let him bless you with more than you can muster on your own. I need guidance. Let him give that to you. You see, God will make you better than you are on your own. And that's the blessing. So I was reading a story. It's been about a year ago. I was thinking about this very topic, and I can't remember, I think it was in U.S. News and World Report or something like that, about Powerball lottery ticket winners who do not claim their prize. And so the last year where the data is complete was 2017. In the year 2017, there were 167 prizes worth each more than a million dollars that went unclaimed. 167 people are walking around this country with winning lottery tickets and they don't know it for whatever reason or they lost it. In 2011, the same story illustrates or tells the story of a person in Georgia 
who bought a winning lottery ticket that's worth $77 million and they've never claimed it. And I mean, the Powerball knows which store the ticket was sold in. They know the ticket was sold. Someone has a $77 million ticket and it's completely unclaimed. Now, of course, God's not promising a winning lotto ticket. But what God is promising is his blessing. And so how often do we miss God's blessing? What he can do that we can't do because we're not open, we're not willing, and we're not expecting. Remember, God's very first impulse is to bless. And so what are the two blessings? One is God adopts us and we have intimacy with God. And the other is that God blesses us and gives us himself. Food for thought. Hope you have a wonderful day. Again, my name is Sean Barkley. Bye now.